Hello, listening people. Hello. Hi, Bartek. How are you? Good, Ryan. How are you? I'm feeling like I can see you. Yeah. And feel your presence. I'm not feeling him. Yeah. I, I mean, emotionally. Yes. I feel on you. On the inside. I'm feeling him on the inside with my finger. Yeah. But yeah, I, <laughs> his name's Freddy. But uh, I'm Ryan. That's Bartek. We're spinning Polish likingly because we're always spinning. We both happen to be Polish. Bartek, we've been separated for a little while. Melbourne was in some lockdown territory. Now things have kind of eased up. We can be in the room together. What's been happening in Poland, uh, though? Uh, sort of we can be. Yeah, sort of. Shh, don't tell. Don't disclaimer, tell. disclaimer. We've earned money from doing this podcast in the past, so this is work. This is work. You're, we, you're allowed to go to places Oh, yeah, it felt work. like work this week, too. Yeah. Oof, oof. So, what's been happening in Poland? Because we're Polish, we should we should update people about what's... what. I mean, we're in the top ten Polish podcasts. Yeah, it's no- our national duty. I think we're consistently number four, yeah. Yeah, so what's been happening? I, I don't know, Google it. Okay. Okay, Google... <laughs> What's been happening in Poland? Polish travelers holiday in the Maldives. What? Seriously? Wow, that was impressive. I can't believe it. I thought that I, was a. I heard about that, but I thought that was a joke. I thought that was a dream I had. Yeah. So can't wait to hear what Ryan and editing puts in this episode. <laughs> I hope it's some current news story. <laughs> so we're here to talk about a movie on our show, Pictures Powwow. A show in which someone recommends a film, and we talk about it. Bartek, you recommended the film, so how about you tell us all what this film's name is, what's it about, and whether or not people should watch it before we get into it. Yes. Uh, It was my turn to pick this week. So he's to blame. It's to blame for me, yes. Uh, That's English. Uh, And speaking of English, this is my week where I would have picked a a non-American film, so... And for everyone wondering, yes, I still did avoid picking a Polish film because yes. I just the what the only one that I've ever wanted to pick I cannot find anywhere. Um, but you've already seen the title of this episode, surely, so you know that the film that I picked was 2007's Om Shanti Om. Is that what it's called? Yes, Om Shanti Om. Om Shanti Om. Wow, I didn't know that. I wish the film said it more. The film says it a little. Uh, it's from 2007. It's a Bollywood film. I think at this point I've been picking one a year. Yeah. That's pretty consistent. I can do that. Yeah. I'll pick one for next year. He'll run out of films in Bollywood before <laughs> we get this done. Yeah, it's not like they make like three a day. <laughs> I think that was a statistic at one point. I don't know if that's still true. <laughs> so, what is the plot of this, and should people check this out before before we get into it? Definitely check it out before we get into it, because we, uh, we talk spoiler-free on... No, not spoiler-free. We talk spoilers <laughs> expensive on this podcast. And the plot to this is a really interesting one that I would say mm-hmm. you should go into blind. Even before Bartek gives a synopsis of it, mm. if you're at all interested in Bollywood films or, or foreign films... Uh, this film is a very upbeat, uh, very comedic, lots of singing and dancing. And if you're at all interested, just go in and watch it. Because when Bartek will give... I mean, the plot itself is kind of a spoiler. I went in blind and I was happy not to know what I was going yeah. into. So. I'm glad I want... Like, because last week we were having internet troubles and mm. I had to repeat my recommendation like three times and I was getting like kind of fed up. And there were many things that I wanted to, like... Pre- it was just warn- it warming you up for saying <laughs> Om Shante Om multiple times. Yeah. Just like the film. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to preface my recommendation with a lot of things, but I was just, like, getting too, you know, annoyed. So I just said the one thing, do not read the Netflix description, because mm. it's not very, you know, good. Um, yeah, the plot of this film is 
it's like a lot of Bollywood films, there's two acts. The first mm. act is set in the 70s, like 77, and the second act is set in 2007, the mm. year the film was made. And it basically covers the the vague, vague in terms of my description, relationship between a character named Om and a character named Shanti. And yeah, yeah all of the sort of weird things that happen with that. Romance and fame. Romance and fate and a lot of love for the in- movie industry. Yeah, indeed. So, what is your history and relationship with Om Shante Om? So, for anyone who's uh, followed us or has listened to our previous Bollywood episodes, we did uh, Main Hunna and Sultan. Yes. Um, Main Hunna is the first film that was directed by a lady named Farah Khan, who has been in the Bollywood industry for quite a while, I think, as a, like, a makeup person. I was shocked. I looked her up when we were when I was watching this movie, and she's only directed like five things, and it's been I a while it was, since... I thought it was three. I think they said five. I think some of them are like shorts. Hmm. And she hasn't directed in a while, but she's still around doing stuff. But it seems like she's been doing a lot of acting. She's like in 20-something things, which is more than... Oh, wow. Which is around the same number as the lead actress in this, so... <laughs> yeah, um, so this film's the second film direct- directorial by Farah Khan, who first did Main Hunna, which was the first Bollywood film we covered on this show. Mm-hmm. And so part of my reason for picking this film for the episode, for the podcast, was, you know... I think that this film improves on it, so yay. In terms of my history, um, Main Huna was the first Bollywood film I saw, and as I mm. talked about on the podcast, you know, it's it's close to my heart, even though I realise that it has faults. But I feel like, um, sorry, I keep talking about my opinion instead of my history. I saw this film in the cinema, <gasps> and considering that I'd probably been a Bollywood fan for like one or two years when I saw it, this might be one of the first ones that I did see in the cinema was interesting changed your life changed my life it was definitely a cinema experience where i walked away like thinking about little moments in the film just like really enjoyed them um i've always enjoyed this film Mm. um i've shown it to not as many people as i've shown main hunna to i've shown it to my stepbrother um but it's it's one that i like and similar to our episode on drive where i talked about how my brother likes that film my brother also likes this film, and last year I think he even showed it to a few friends of his, and they really liked it. I think he should start a podcast about <laughs> films just to show off that he's a bigger film lover than you are. Whenever I mention to my parents, mm-hmm. I'm recommending this for the next episode, they ask, "Let me." They ask, has Bartek seen it? And I go, no. And they just say, what does he do? Does he, <laughs> like, he's into movies, right? I'm like, yeah. And then they go, what movies? And I say, Main Huna. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they just move on. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> fucking whatever. You could say that I enjoy walking in blind to things. <laughs> yes. So you recommended this movie also for the benefit of me. I have complained and had issues with the previous Bollywood movies. And you mm-hmm. said at the end of last episode that you felt like this movie kind of addresses some of the issues that I've had with yeah, the in- previous films we've covered in, yeah. from Bollywood. Even though you liked Sultan, I do remember you had like some minor complaints, and I thought, mm. like, I think this film addresses little complaints from both episodes. Yeah. And I hope that it worked, but... We'll Would see. you say that this is in your top uh, Bollywood films that you like, or does it not reach that lofty height? Because no, you, I- you're quite a connoisseur of them. I'd, I'd like to be, yeah. It's, it's I've really fallen out in recent years. It's been a year, few years since I've even seen one, but... Um, oh, well, we can blame a certain thing for that. <laughs> if you're talking about COVID, it's even before COVID. just haven't no, been seen I was, as many. I was, I was going to just cough. Your mum hasn't been <laughs> taking you to them. 
That's the real reason. She's got a new person to take to the movies. <laughs> Me, her other son. <laughs> um, I would say that, yeah, I really enjoy this film, and I think that it has a lot of things going for it that have general appeal. Like, again, my brother, he showed it to his, his friends, and apparently one of them, like, still listens to some of the songs from this film. I think mm. it's the same one that likes Nicholas Winding Refn, too. There you go. So when uh, when's when's Shah Rukh Khan gonna star in his version of Drive? So <laughs> hopefully soon. I have not heard of this movie. Obviously, yeah. I am not a big lover of Bollywood. I've rarely, if ever, watched them. I think you're the reason I've watched any of them fully. I've watched one where a guy is a fly. I've watched that one, mm. and our friend Will and us talk about that. But you haven't seen that film. But... Yeah, and I can't remember if it is actually Bollywood or if it's some other Indian but industry. I walked into this with optimism because of your passion about walking into this. Like you said last week, like it has all these things, blah, 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 is it improvement. So I did walk into it with my head held high. I looked at the runtime beforehand. That was the only thing I looked into. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think to ask, what does Om Shante Om mean? Like I did with every, like with Main Huna. I was like, what does that mean? Mm. I didn't even ask that. I didn't even question it. I was like, okay, that's the title. I'm sure the movie will explain. Oh, and it did. I saw the runtime and I was like, oh, not as long as I thought it would be. For some reason, I was like, it's going to be three and a half fucking hours. Yeah, so it's, help me God. it's not the Irishman. No. And I walked in not knowing the plot, sat down. I did have some reservations. I did not like Shah Rukh Khan in the previous film. I did yeah. not like him in Main Huna. I didn't feel like his heart was in that film, like how it is in this one. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And I am a bigger fan of uh, the guy from Sultan, Salman Khan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him from just that one movie. He, he had a cameo in this. He did. And I liked him in this too. <laughs> And so there was that. There was that bias of just like, but I was really looking forward to, you said there was, there was more songs, more dancing, because in both of the previous Bollywood films, I was like, oh, I wanted more of what I thought Bollywood was going to be. Yeah. But these films kind of didn't deliver it in the way that I wanted them to. That was one of the things that I was hoping for. And I didn't know this was going to be a comedy. I should have because Main Huna, but Main Huna wasn't, that funny overall yeah. like it had its moments but i wouldn't say it was a comedy this is that's what i think of it as i found it to be funny throughout i enjoyed this to the point in which my main big criticism is just its length mm. if it was 25 minutes shorter i think i would enjoy this more to 40 minutes but like i think 25 is the most reasonable amount because i know it's a bollywood film they're always long they've split them into two I just felt it started to drag at a certain point. Mm. And I like the first half more than the second. But the second half had a fun plot. Well, the first half didn't really have a clear plot. Yeah. But I like the characters and the setting of the yeah. 70s. That's kind of what I thought you'd get out of it, yeah. My Yeah, my biggest complaint is it's just too long. Uh, but that's that's a Bollywood film. They're yeah. long. so But I did not mind the tonal shifts in the movie. I liked the characters. I liked the performances. I liked the songs. I liked the dancing. I liked the effort that the direction had. It had everything I wanted. Like, 
one of my favorite things about uh, Indian cinematography is uh, their uh, soap operas where they're constantly spinning the camera like it abruptly cuts. <laughs> I was like, noticing that. Yeah. And they did that in this, and I was so happy. <laughs> and they did it in like, the dramatic soap opera moments yeah. between uh, Shanti and uh, Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> and, uh, and that was great. And the only other complaint I had, and this is Netflix, I will say, is the subtitles were fucking weird. Mm. I know you're a bigger connoisseur of these, so maybe you can just say it's the subtitles are always weird, but like it was very distracting watching it on Netflix, and they have like whole sentences that are very clearly defined in English, and the subtitles still paraphrase it. Like there are so many of those. Oh yeah, they, that's a that's a Bollywood thing. I, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either, really. Like because sometimes they wouldn't subtitle the English part. That was fine, but sometimes they would. But it was like they would shorten it down and dumbify it. I'm like, why? Well, just rephrase it. Yeah. You're 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 subtitling an English thing to an English person in English. I don't I don't understand that. Mm. But that's again maybe a part of the nature of the beast. Also, subtitles on Netflix can be a bit weird too. They're not always the greatest either. But I don't know maybe if if it's like that still on the DVD. But overall, I had a fun time. How about you? What was it like rewatching this? Yeah, I also had a fun time. It um, it, it, it's one of those things where I I like Bollywood films, but I do acknowledge the runtime, and sometimes it does feel a bit daunting to watch it. Obviously, because it was for the podcast and it was an experience, and it's a film I like. It was this thing of like, it will be a good time. I'll get into it, and it actually went by really quickly for me, considering I, th- I did it like late at night. I think it was the fact that unlike the other two movies. This one's breaking up of the two halves wasn't as clearly defined as the other two. Like, the other mm. two we've done, Sultan especially, it was very much like, this is the end of the first half. Now you go to the second half. This, it's like, he dies, abruptly cut, 30 years later. Yeah. I was like, whoa, is this Can where I, the middle part as, is? As someone who has seen Bollywood films in the cinemas and on DVDs, I have noticed that some of the like Netflix versions and other versions you can find cut out the part where... The, the intermission keep, part? Where it literally, like, keeps going for a little bit and the word intermission shows up. Like, yeah, yeah. The abrupt cut kind of threw me off because I was expecting the intermission. Mehunar's version on Netflix did it better, though. For some reason, it was just, like, really, like... And I think that's what threw me off with the pacing is... In my brain, I know that they're broken up into two halves. Mm. But the way it was presented, it was, like, one long ride. Mm. And it's not like I can't handle movies of this length. I can. It's just I felt like... Uh, the movie, I, I felt like it needed tightening up in some places to get the point across a bit quicker. Like like I said, I liked the first half, but it was a little meandering. I didn't know where mm. we were going. Yeah. And that's good. That's a part of the goal of it. But I kind of just wish five minutes less of meandering and then five minutes less yeah. again and little, 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 as, little as someone, moments. As someone who has seen this film multiple times and remembers most of it really well... For me, I, I guess the film kind of starts with the song where, like, he gets the dress stuck on his wrist. Yes, that's where it feels like the film should have started. Yeah, a lot of the things that happened before that I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about all this. Like, it's establishing facts that I know about the film and, like, you know, the yeah. billboard thing, his his, his pa- aspirations, his friend, his mum. But- I don't even know what... The first, like, ten minutes are about his dad, who, like, never factors factors into anything. <laughs> That's true. It's like, let's spend this time about his dad's jacket. And, like, what what is this? And it never comes into yeah. play. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I guess it's just, like, a comedy moment. It's building up that he's in a household in which this father figure was aspiring to be this and failed and is dead or has left or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And he's got the mum who's crazy. And yeah. 
Same man from Main Huna, by the way. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I was really disappointed that they didn't get more cast members from Main Huna in this. The fact that the principal's not in this is crazy. I was waiting for in the... I'm jumping ahead, but in the awards ceremony where they have the other film that's kind of same title, but it has a different word chucked in. What yeah. was that called? It was like, like Main Hun Bai... Nah. Yeah, or but, something. I was waiting for the girl in that to be the girl from Main Huna, yeah. but it wasn't. I was a bit disappointed. I was like, oh, okay, come on. You got all these other cameos. That would have been cute, but yeah. hey, whatever. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, you were saying you, you, you enjoyed this. You sat down, you watched mm. it. You have the understanding of pacing issues, even though you're a bigger fan of Bollywood films yeah, than yeah. I, but this it's, breezed by for you. I, I, this was, yeah, a thought that I was having when we did our Main Huna episode two years ago is that, um, in a weird way, I always kind of saw Bollywood films as, unless I especially loved or didn't like the film, kind of like popcorn entertainment. Yeah. So it's like just an experience. You watch it, you don't really think about it. So when we did our episode on Main Huna and we were actually like deconstructing it, um, and you had all those moments where you were like, oh, Bartek's looking at me with these puppy dog eyes because I'm criticizing <laughs> his childhood movie. Whereas in my head, I was like, no, dude, it's the opposite. I'm finally like thinking about these films like properly. Critically. Critically. So I was having that with this and- yeah, that 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 really long song number, the one with all the cameos and stuff like that. I the title knew, song. The title song. I knew that it was a long song that had cameos and stuff, but I was really feeling like the length in this viewing because I was. It was also this thing of like, okay, Ryan's watching all this too. I, I he doesn't know barely any of these but people. But I knew because the way that they shoot it. I'm like, yeah. oh, these must be famous Bollywood people. Yeah, yeah. The, the way all of that stuff, the award ceremony and that was happening, I was like, okay. A lot of these things, like, obviously would make sense to someone more familiar with Bollywood. Like, there's a moment earlier in the film where some guy's writing something that Shadow Khan said, and it's clearly like, oh, he's a famous director of some sort. Yeah, yeah, and they even make references to the director of this film yeah. herself. She as has well. a cameo in, like, the first five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'll say this. Unlike Sultan, which I loved in comparison to Main Huna, yeah. and especially in comparison to Main Huna, this felt like a cohesive film. My big issue with the Bollywood films is, uh, and I've heard people who aren't into them more so than me also explain it like this, it feels like Bollywood films are made because it's like, they've got to be this length and they've got to have everything for everyone because people go to movies for like specialty reasons. They call that masala filmmaking. I didn't feel it with this. I didn't feel like it felt like it was chunks of genres or tones. Mm-hmm. It definitely would shift between, but I would always say that this was a consistent uh, comedic, tragic romance story okay. with tinges of supernatural. But unlike Main Huna, where it's like, remember what the plot was? It was like, he's the best agent and he's in the school and there's a crime lord, but also this and this. Yeah, terrorism and Pakistan relationships. And, and then Sultan, where that was like, okay, this is the story, but then it's like, and now he turns into an asshole who fucks up everything. And it's like, and it turned into the, in the second half, he's a washed up hack who has to get... And it felt like it, it shifted too wildly. Mm-hmm. This... It felt consistent to me. It didn't feel like I was watching different chunks of genres being played with and strung together. I think it's because the script is really clever. I think that, and this may be heresy for for Bollywood people, but I could easily see this being adapted Mm -hmm. into a Hollywood film. Because the story is, is really good. I think... 
And the way that they foreshadow things in this, that's the thing, they foreshadow things. There's setups and payoffs, and not just comedic ones, but, but like, character stuff. And Yeah, I, as someone who hadn't seen the film in a few years, I was noticing a lot of things in part one. I was like, oh, that's straight up, yeah. And I didn't feel like I was watching vignettes of things, especially um, Shah Rukh Khan's performance throughout the thing. It felt like he's playing these two different guys, but it feels like he has an understanding of the thread between the two. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that like, that's my big, big praise is this felt like a, a, a proper fully formed film while the other ones less. So they've had issues where it feels like, what was that phrase you used of uh, the type of filmmaking? Uh, masala, which means like mix of everything in one. Yeah. Which, I'm sure that's for people. It obviously is, but it isn't. Yeah. It isn't straight up for me. Well, yes, this definitely has elements of that, but I, I didn't feel it as as strongly as someone who's into Bollywood far more than me. What do you think of that statement about this film? Do you think it feels more uh, cohesive and together as one thing, or do you still think it falls into? I think it does fall into the masala thing. I'm, I'm actually. I, I do see what you're saying about it being, like, consistent, but I do also think of, like, the first five minutes versus, like, the climax of the film with the guns and the fire and stuff like that and think, like, oh, that's an interesting shift. But I also do see it as, like, you know, a, a very great journey from very humble, like, wacky beginnings to a very serious plot. And the, the and mood shifts in this film do work really well. Like, as I was watching that really long song number with all the cameos and, like, you know, it's all happy and it dis- does feel too long, I was thinking in my head, though, you know, the fact that this is kind of, like, numbing and being normal will kind of make the ending of it, which I've always really liked, feel mm. a bit more significant because, like, the more sinister music starts playing and the <laughs> villain of the film finally comes back and I always really liked that moment. See, for me... I could feel like I could easily track the, the, the arc of the story going from where it was at the beginning to the end. Mm. It starts out as the underdog guy who does have an, uh, uh, an unrelenting sense of justice within him mm-hmm. to the end in which he is now become the famous Hollywood, uh, Bollywood actor that he wanted. And he is, he is enacting that justice that mm. was always with, within him. See, I feel like I can point to all the things that led up to that. While in Main Huna, it was like, this is now He's already a like, slapstick genre. Yeah. Now this is a spy scene. Yeah. Now this is a dance number. He's already an elite guy who can do all the things. So now it's just him doing And all things. the side characters in, in uh, Main Huna and this... See, in Main Huna, they felt like this one's from this type of movie, and this one's from this type of movie, and this one's from this. But when we have his friend in, in, in Om Shante Om as a young guy, and we see him as an old guy, I believe that that's the same guy. Mm. Even though he's drastically changed, I believed it. Because I could see how he could turn into that. And the performance there felt really like genuine, even though he's still being silly. See, that's what I mean. I felt like I understood it more. And it didn't feel as forced as uh, Sultan. But remember in Sultan, we were talking about, like, at the end of that first half, he became, like, evil? And we're like, where, oh, yeah, where did, did this come oh, yeah, from? Oh, yeah, he became really arrogant and, like... And he wore sunglasses yeah, that were dark. And, and we're was, like, where did this come from? And it was from? really quick, and the fall happened really quick after. You're yeah. right, I forgot it. Yes, you're right, that did happen. While here, our hero's tragic fall at the end of the first half, I could totally 
see the build-up towards that. It was his own undoing as well as, like, he was doing the right thing, but, like, we had already seen the setup of him running through the fire earlier in the movie and him being like, her life is more important than anything about me. Hmm. See? Like, I, I feel like this had a far more tight script in that regard. It's still a little bit sloppy here and there, like, in terms of just length. I feel like you could just tighten things up. Like, again... The first half, I liked it more because of the character stuff, but I will say, structurally, I just kind of wished I knew where we were going a little bit quicker than we, we did. Yeah. It, it takes a while for us to even meet, like, the villain. Which I was fine with, because yeah. the villain isn't that important. It's about the romance, and that's what I wanted quicker. I wanted I wanted him to <laughs> do all of that stuff. Um, what do you think of our lead in this? You're a bigger fan of him as an actor than I am. Do you like his performance in this a lot more? Like, where does it fall in his range of roles you've seen him in? I, I do like Shota Khan a lot, and he does... I've, I was thinking about it as this film was ending. He does a lot of kind of dual role or, like, character transformation stuff in his films. Isn't that, the, isn't that one of the recent ones? Fan? Is that the Fan one? was one where that was a major thing. Like, the first half he's one character, the second half he's another character. Usually there's more of a connection, but there it was, like, two separate characters. The second ever Bollywood film I've ever seen was called Duplicate, and that was also one where he plays... His duplicate? Yeah, he's, he's like a very whimsical good boy and also a notorious, you know, prison-breaking <laughs> badass who's going around killing people called Manu. <laughs> and for a long time, I was actually considering recommending Duplicate, but I was like, oh, let's see how Ryan feels about Bollywood first. Um, yeah, I've always, I've always liked Shadow Khan. There's always just this weird kind of charisma to him and i know that in the, in the first film we did main huna you did point out some things of like oh yeah maybe maybe he is a bit stiff in this but i remember him being really you know animated in om shanti om so maybe that one would be better i felt like he was invested in this project far more mm. in that first one i felt like he was very much like i'm the star i want to be lit this way i want to be presented like this I didn't feel like he had enough humility to him for the type of character he was supposed to play yeah in this Oh my god, he was he was great as like this goofy guy with the the hair thing that he would do and like yeah. and yeah, he would show off how ripped he is. Of course, that's that's what he has to do. He has to show off, show off his his goods, but like I thought he was far more comedic comedic here and I thought it made sense and he made me laugh. Mm. What's one of your highlight laugh like funny moments? <laughs> um Let's see, because there, there's quite there's a, a ton. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of forgot. This is talking about the second half of the film where he's okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot how antagonistically... Uh, Did the Mikey dinner scene? The, the antagonistically, scene? Play, playfully antagonistic he is throughout that <laughs> towards the main villain. There was, and there was to the point where, like, in the final musical number where he's, like, singing about, like... The plot? The plot. The plot <laughs> Um, that felt like a Disney number in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, I was just thinking like, man, I kind of want to see a re-edit or like a remake of this film where it's all from the villain's perspective <laughs> and you don't know about like the reincarnation and who this character is. Because like his reveals of like, you know, I am, there was another man there and I am his reincarnation and he's like this really charismatic guy with these like people behind him. It almost feels like, man, this like cult leader guy knows something about but me. But he's also like the lead Bollywood actor at that moment in time. So this yeah. could all just be him acting at me. Yeah, so it's, like, this really powerful new guy who kind of has me by the ball because there's, like, that mention of, like, I yeah. can cancel this project. Like, yeah, this, it, it feels kind of intense. 
I had a good laugh out loud, and I feel like you'll react like, oh, yes, of course, this is it most me a lot. newbies' laugh moments, but mine is once he's snuck into the movie premiere for Dreamy Girl, mm-hmm. we meet the real actor that he stole, or the real person that he stole the tickets from, yeah, and the it- gag is he does hold his hand in front of his face, and then they <laughs> grab out his, he's like, no, it's really me, look, my license, and the license <laughs> has a picture of him, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was so absurd, but they had built towards that. That mm. felt like it made, like, that was a payoff that made sense to me, mm. and, like, he hops away, still holding his hand in front of his face, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is absurd, but I love it, because at first, when, when him and his buddy are doing that, you're like, oh, they don't want them to look too closely at their face because they'll mm. realize they're not the actual guys. Yeah, and they're working, they're making like weird patriotic statements. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it is like a known person, I guess. And then you meet the real guy, and he's that's what he does. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the license, it's just like that was like a a straight out of a police like police squad and uh, naked gun type gag mm-hmm. that I loved it. <laughs> See, that one was like a universally funny gag. Yeah, another one that I. Uh, that I really liked was, um, it was just a small visual thing. See, I thought they were really playful with the visuals. I had a good chuckle at when he was on the date and his friend was there setting up the table and like setting up all the romantic stuff while they were dancing and singing. Mm -hmm. And then she sits down and she grabs out like his massive wine glass and his friend pours like chai into it instead of wine. <laughs> that was funny, but it wasn't like they drew attention to it. Like, I don't even know if you noticed I th- that. I didn't, actually. If you go back, he grabs out a kettle. <laughs> he pours it in his chai. And it's, was that uh, was that in the music video? No. The, the uh, musical sequence, sorry? It was in the, yeah, it was in the musical dance Okay, sequence. so I can just look up the song and find it then. Yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. easy. It's when they have that, like, again, that feels like a very, uh, when they're on the back lot and the stage and the moon comes down and it's mm. all blue and whatever. And that's the thing, too. I loved that first musical, that first big musical number in Main Hoon like the one take. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really like the rest of them that much. I, like, I remember complaining to you about like the, the female love interest dance number in that movie. I was like, it was in the schoolroom and then it turned into something else. Yeah. Loved the dancing and the singing in this movie. Yep. I don't know if any of the songs I particularly find that catchy. I mean, om Shanti Om because they just said it a lot. And maybe that final, like the one where he's explaining the plot to the villain, because that was just so like operatic. That's why I said it felt like a Disney, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it is, yeah. like really Be heightened. <laughs> yeah, or, or like an Andrew Lloyd Webber type number as well. Like mm. really heightened and theatrical. Um, but I loved the dancing in this. I thought, like, I love the attention to detail too. Rachel did not watch this. My wife did not watch oh, this. Okay. She had work to do. Oh, yeah, that's But fair. she walked in when it was the dreamy girl number. Yeah. And, and I love the attention to detail here of the way she was singing in that. My wife walked in and she went, what's this? And I said, oh, oh. She's singing like she's in a shitty Bollywood movie because her character is starring in an old shitty Bollywood movie. Mm. Like, no, no, I, I, I mean, I'm being uh, derogatory, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, back in the when I think of it, Bollywood, it's an obviously seventies film. Yeah. Yes, when I think of the Bollywood women singing, I think of it in that really high pitched, yeah, nasally. Where there's a, like, there's a weird sound thing going on. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like somebody's playing that uh, that kind of clarinet that the, that draws the snake out of the basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 
And I love that attention to detail of making her sing like that period, the grain of the film. It really evoked that period. And I'm not familiar with that period, but I mm. am through cultural osmosis. Yeah. And I, I love that because it could, it could have been so easy for them just to have the costumes be enough. Yeah, that was another thing where, like, the first time I watched it, when my mum said, like, oh, yeah, these are actual old Bollywood films that they've basically, like, kung-powed themselves yeah. into... Like, it all made sense, and I felt it. Like, even though I'm not familiar with these films, I I really enjoyed that sequence and just, like, what they did. The effects were really good in this. Some of the fire effects were a little shaky, but shaky in the way that I've seen modern Hollywood films be shaky. Hmm. Like that new Cruella film, the fire in that looks is a a joke. (laughs) Oh, really? That's a Disney movie. Like... I know that you don't go into the Bollywood films for the, the, the visual effects, but a good portion of them have them, like Sultan did mm-hmm. for the wrestling, my, my first, and it was very creepy. <laughs> my, my first choice for the Bollywood film I was going to pick for this week was actually one where in the very first scene there's very obviously CGI ostriches. Right, right. Around. But what did you think of the special effects used in this? I thought they, they added to the, to the spectacle and story. I didn't feel them distracting. What do you think about that? No, I think they were completely fluid and worked. Like, I think visually this film was very nice because I guess one thing I didn't really remember about Main Huna until I rewatched it was that the colours weren't quite so... As popping. As popping, whereas in this film, like, the first thing I think of is like, oh, yeah, the, the picture's much clearer, there's a lot more colours. They, they even have a scene where... It, it was when Shadow Khan's sad that mm. he, because the... Girl is it when he's is looking married. out the window and his mum's waking up from bed? <laughs> it's it's that sequence, yeah. But it's when he's in like a film where he's throwing around the colors. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he wipes it on his face. Yeah, like even just there, they're throwing around colors, and that's like apparently that's a reference to one of his first movie roles or something. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. See, the film works too for someone like me who doesn't understand all these references because again. The characters are well-defined, the story is well-defined, the humour is well-defined. That's it. It's well-defined. Yeah. Honestly, with me, we had a talk a few months ago, you were joking like, oh, when are you going to pick another Bollywood film? Like, haha, that's a thing you do. And I was telling you, like, genuinely, I really need to think of one, because, like, every one that I've thought of that I wanted to recommend, I would always think of, like, one or two things that I'm like, oh... No, I can see that being criticised, and that would just turn me off. And for this one, it was kind of all these, like, in-references that you kind of have to know. But like you said, when I was watching the film, it made sense that these were references that some people would get. Yeah, and it works because in the film, it's set in the film industry. So I don't have to care that the guy who wrote that phrase down is a real-life person. Yeah, so as I... It works as a gag on its own. Yeah, and as I was watching, I was like, oh, no, this, this, yeah, this is all good. It makes sense. There's, um... I mean, I was happy to see Salman Khan there. Yeah. And, and Although I didn't like his hair. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> awkward 2000s red hair thing, like the slightly orange yeah. tint. And again, there, there were actually little things throughout the film that were like, oh, Ryan might actually get some of this. Like, there's a poster in the film, like, near the the Shanti poster at the beginning, where it's a poster for a movie that we've got in the mystery box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wondered if you noticed that. I did notice that. The Okay, I messaged you. I said... Oh, we need to watch. We need to get to the timeline where we get Doom Five. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and that's another film that you once bought for the mystery box, Doom One, because the DVD cover. Yeah, it was an alternative cover with a really weird, <laughs> which I showed you. You've never seen it before. That cover. Yeah, like, I've, that I've is seen one of the most absurd yeah. covers I've ever seen. I said, "This is not a real fucking movie." Yeah, it, it, that's a, that's a, and that's like an, a fran- franchise now. There's three films out. And the covers are always, like, very movie posts, like, Doom, the characters, like, standing in front of it. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, um, 
There was something uh, I'm trying to recollect things from from this movie. What was something I said I wanted to bring up before we started recording? Uh there was the Netflix description. There's Oh, there was some other things, wasn't there, that you wanted to bring up? You, you said you didn't want to bring up the subtitles, but you did. Yeah, I brought it up <laughs> slightly. Um, I'm trying to recollect. There's lots of things here. Do you want me to talk about the Netflix description while you think? Yeah, tell us about how the Netflix description ruins the plot. So this was a thing where when my brother watched it with his friends and they read the description, he was like, oh, why would they write that? It's <laughs> basically describing what the plot of the second half of the movie is, like the revenge for the murder like, actor reincarnated, and it's like, you're gonna watch, like, 90 minutes of this film where this description means nothing. Yeah, And it also has, you know, no sensitivity to the fact that there are spoilers for that first half there, like, the guy dies and the girl dies. Yeah, yeah. It's just this really brief description that completely misses... The mark. The mark, yeah. Yeah, like, I loved going in blind to this because... They did a great job of subtle foreshadowing because they had that line in the first half where he was talking about like a the the, the plot that was basically the plot oh, yeah, of the yeah, movie like, yeah. where it's like you know they die at the end and then they reincarnate in the second half. Yeah, he dies four times or something. Yeah, yeah, it? and yeah. it's like that happens. That happens mm. in, the, in the story, or them even talking about like the mother slightly looking into the camera, being like the movie's not over yet. Yeah, you know, like yeah. okay, that like that that stuff was done really well but like with that that revelation of the plot being reincarnation and how it was set up earlier it was set up earlier in a way where it wasn't distracting like i go oh that's what's gonna happen because they had talked about so many movie plots at that point it's like are you gonna pay me back in this life or the next life i'm alive in this life aren't i yeah yeah and i i honestly was taken aback when it did become this reincarnation plot Mm. I was a little bit worried because I didn't like him <laughs> as the 2000s version with the hair. Yeah. And he's like a snivelly fucking annoying guy. He's, yeah, he's a brat. It took me a while to warm up to the second half, but it wasn't the fault. That's the purpose, right? Yeah. You're seeing the juxtaposition. I loved her 2000s version, the Shante. The yeah, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> she was so animated when she was chewing the gum and blowing the bubble yeah. and whatever. And I thought she was really fun in that second half. And she's ditzy and she's falling over all the time. See, this is so weird because when I was thinking of, um, I mentioned before, like, oh, I would not pick Bollywood films because I thought of one or two things. My two things mainly for this one were a all of the like in references, mainly like the the awards ceremony and that long dance sequence, and the other was. Oh, I don't remember if the second half Sandy Shanti character got to do all that much. Maybe that would be like a complaint factor, but it sounds really... When I watched the film again, like there was obvious purpose behind the There's character. a purpose behind it. And, and, she she... Is, and she's got memorable things going on. I like... was worried though, because I was like, oh, so she didn't get to be reincarnated into this woman, it seems like. And that's a purpose, right? Because yeah. at the end, you have the ghost version of her there. Mm. And I also loved how the ghost version... It makes you question previous scenes where he's been chasing around the the what he thought was the the bad guy chasing around what he thought the double was because sometimes yeah. I actually took a look back and there are some shots where because the, the the ghost version and Sandy they have similar costumes but not exact. Oh, okay, that's exact. good detail. And again, there's details here, which I didn't feel like there were in the first film that this director did as strongly. Mm-hmm. 
I really feel like there was confidence behind this project. I really felt like she learned her lessons from the first film, made it more colourful, really embraced the dance aspect, really embraced the comedic aspect, and really thought through how are these things all going to connect together. Mm. Uh, the thing that I did want to mention was during the awards ceremony, mm-hmm. I had so many laughs. Let's talk about Doom 5. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, my relationship with Doom is, yeah, I bought a yeah. copy of it thinking this will be good for our podcast. And, and, and you were like, this, I've talked about the Doom movies like all the time. Why did you buy this? I, I own this. For context, uh, when, when On Shantion came out, there were only two Doom films, I believe. <laughs> Which was like, I love the audacity of them being like, there's going to be five. Like, <laughs> it, like the, 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 the subtle thing is saying there's too many of them. <laughs> That's the subtle <laughs> criticism there, when there was only two. <laughs> Isn't Shah Rukh Khan in, like, a trilogy of movies as well? Um, right. He was in Don and Don 2. Okay, there's only two of those? Yeah. Okay, Don. Right, because every time I go on these Bollywood movies, the recommendations always show the Don movies, where he's, like, ripping off his own face to reveal his own face. Yeah. On the post, I'm like, what the fuck is he, this? He's a villainous mastermind in those, but he's the main character. Oh, is he Artemis Fowl? Okay. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> In the awards ceremony, Doom 5 happened. I laughed so hard because my thought process about Doom is I've never seen them. Yeah. But Bartek's always talked about them. For years you talked about them. And then I bought one of them and you're like, Ryan, this is the series I always talk about. And I didn't even recognize it because the name eluded me. I forgot about I the name. The, I think the only reference I had before that point was we did the film Doom and I like jokingly said not to be confused with the Doom franchise. And then we talked about the Doom franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but... I was, like, laughing because in this Doom 5, <laughs> the trailer that they had, the trailer, <laughs> and it all leads up to the It was perfect... the Best Actor Award vignette. Yeah, yeah, the Best Actor Award vignette, but the, the, the trailer guy voice. Yeah. And the absolute killer punchline of it all, which is that this guy's not in Doom 5, <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, what? What? And he's, like, completely, like, out of the loop on this, and he's like... <laughs> yeah, he's he's not in this buddy cop film, and it, he's one of the buddies. And it abruptly cuts once he gets off the motorbike and starts walking up, being, like, antagonistically asking what the fuck kind of thing, and, that, <laughs> and, that, and then it cuts to him in the crowd, and he's just, like, nodding and smiling, like, yes, I was emotional what I just put up there, like, that scene. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? But the other film... Yeah. Can you give me context? Who's that guy? Does he do these type of films? What's that a reference to? I have seen Akshay Kumar in a few things, but I can't quite remember all the films I've seen him in. <laughs> I don't know what that film is referencing exactly. I knew what the other ones were referencing. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure about that last one, but the the gun in the pants thing was always something. That's the meme that I knew from this movie before having seen uh-huh. the film. And that's what I wanted to bring up before we record. I'm like, I have to bring that up. I've seen that image of the hip thrust and the gun in the pants thing hmm. before I saw this movie. So that was the thing I pointed out. I went, oh, that's from this. And then I, I, was I wonder really happy. if I have seen that. Yeah. And that made me laugh so hard that that, that, that felt like... Uh, that felt like something you would see on the internet today, like that mock trailer. Yeah, and, and it is and it is a fake scene inside another movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 exa- exactly. Yeah. So that felt like the humour there, like we said this ages ago with our good friends from The Contrarians about Lemonade Joe. There's some of the humour from that movie that is still like on point and like ahead of its time in contemporary. Although this film was only made in 2007, some of the humor feels like so like relevant to internet humor today. Mm-hmm. And that dick gun joke thing 
that you would see that yeah. you would so see that to, to quote one of your wise sayings uh, a man eating another man's violin is funny in any language exactly <laughs> exactly eating his fiddle fiddle that's right you always keep fi- forgetting fiddle i don't but this time i did and it's weird you did it in our Lemonade Joe recording too, and you oh. said the famous phrase, fuck me, fiddle, and I always laugh at that. <laughs> Did I say that? Uh, yeah, I always think of- when That's I think fantastic. Of, that is a fantastic phrase. <laughs> you that. put that on his grave. <laughs> fuck me, fiddle. <laughs> they played me like a damn one. Yeah, I, I loved this film. Again, criticism is just, I'm still getting used to the longer pacing. Yeah. It made me think, though- it got my brain going, and I I don't know, because I've mentioned this with the other Bollywood films. I'm like, oh, I would love to see these things in the Indian film industry, and you're like, that's just not happening. Yeah, well, Bollywood, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see, when we got to the final section of the movie where she's running around as a ghost in the chandelier and all that, mm-hmm. it really made me think of, like, Hitchcock. It felt like, oh, this feels like Rebecca or something, like a Hitchcock feel. And I was wondering, what does a fucking Victorian era, <laughs> like, spooky Indian movie look like? I don't know. Like, it really made me think of, like, this feels like a Hitchcock-type story near the end mm. with the elaborate revenge plan where we've got the actress who's pretending to be the ghost, but the ghost is actually there. You know what I'm saying? I think I do. And it made me wonder... What's that look like in a in an Indian film setting as like a, a, a co- like a full thing? Because again, I think that this movie does work its way up to that, but I could see that being a full story because the revenge aspect of this movie is is primarily in the second half and is played for laughs for the mm. most part. But it is, yeah. It got me going about like what would the genuine version of this look like, and I I, I wonder. You know, I don't know if that stuff exists out there. I'm sure we'll have to look into it. Yeah, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you watch these type of movies, do you get that when you watch these Bollywood movies, you know, where you say they have a bit of everything when you see a certain strain of it? And you're like, I wonder what that would look like fully blown up into its own thing. Because I I have that feeling when I do watch just normal shows or movies where there's a certain aspect of a thing I like, and I'm like, I wish I could see that fully mm, developed. Have that be the whole film? Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a good point. I, I guess... With me hearing the phrase masala being applied to a lot of films, like even Doom Two, which was one that I really liked, it was kind. Of, it's more it's of no a, Doom Five. It's no Doom Five, not at all. It doesn't have the only actor we've seen in it. Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense, which yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, that's a joke. Um, yeah, the, the masala mindset is something that I've only really heard talked about in recent years from my mum mentioning it. Because, like I said in the past, it was all kind of like popcorn entertainment that I was just enjoying for its own sake. So it's not quite a thought that I've had, but certainly, yeah, see something a bit more focused. And I think it can happen sometimes. Like Even Sultan was a bit more focused. And you mentioned a little while back you saw, like, a historical epic with your mum that was pretty focused in as mm. well. And mm. I don't know, but are the Bahubali <laughs> films more focused? Because those are based on real yeah. fables. Yeah, that's one that I've seen the second one of. And that one's not Bollywood. It's one of the, like, South Indian ones. Right, right. Which, speaking of which, that was another thing I think you wanted to at least mention. There's a South Indian industry homage thing in this film. It's the, uh, with the tiger. Yes. I... <laughs> I loved the Netflix subtitles for every time he said pussy, they put tiger. 
Did it? Yes. I thought it was pussy cat. No. No, no. He was just... <laughs> oh, naughty sometime, pussy, naughty pussy. Naughty yeah. pussy, naughty pussy. He was saying naughty, naughty tiger, naughty tiger. <laughs> and I laughed because he's so clearly in English saying pussy. <laughs> and that was very amusing to me. That's that's probably the thing my brother quotes the most. Naughty pussy, naughty pussy. <laughs> Do you find it interesting? I don't know if you looked any behind the scenes stuff up, but I mm-hmm. noticed this internally in my brain. Like, I know... Rarely do any of them actually sing. Those are different people singing for them. Yeah, yeah. But I found it interesting that uh, Shante, it seemed like she was dubbed throughout the whole movie anyway. And then I, I think I looked at the behind the scenes and there's like a few scenes in which it's her natural voice being used. Mm-hmm. Because she's from elsewhere. I think she was originally born in Copenhagen. And this is her first Hindi language film. Yeah. Hence the introducing at the end. I think I I didn't notice it while watching the film, but I think I was reading what was I, th- I think I was looking at like YouTube comments for the trailer because mm. I was just wondering like, oh, what do people think about this? And I think a lot of the comments were just like, man, this this is crazy that like she's now one of the biggest actresses in Bollywood considering she started in t- t- 2007 and was dubbed or something and I was like, what? Okay, this is something I got to ask you as well. I look at these actors on IMDb. Mhm. She's done a good amount of stuff, but not as much as I was. I would expect, considering that the, that industry they pump out like three a day, yeah, and that Shahrukh Khan's like in five hundred films, and Salman Khan's in like six hundred million films, and like on onwards. I find like I looked at the actress from Main Huna, I looked at the actress from Sultan, I looked at the actress from this. They're in far less. Is that just a thing? Do the women just get less? work than just the guys do because when we've also talked about the bollywood or indian film industry you've always talked about like the legendary male figures in mm. there but this film they have the cameo scene and there's a lot of like is this woman like you know this legendary woman especially like the older one that they yeah and i was like it made me think like oh what's it like for the f- actresses in that industry i know for me it's it's kind of my Stephen root thing where i just for some reason, I really struggle to discern a lot of the Bollywood actors. Like, I'll see a movie with my mum, and she'll be like, oh, she was in this film, this film. And I was like, was she? I, I, there's only, like, a few that I recognize because they have something distinctive about them that I just pick up on. And Do you think that's what a part of the industry is like, though? That they kind of have the type of girl, in the, the, like, the archetype girl, and they just have all these actresses that you can interchange? Do you think that's something, or is it just your face blindness? Yeah, that's that's the thing that I need to work out. Like, is it my face blindness or is it this kind of... Because this film actually does delve into the sexism of the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole plot hinges on the fact that she was pregnant and that the the reveal of her going to be a married woman who's also pregnant would completely ruin her film career. Yeah, and his aspirations. And his aspirations of being a producer because she's the money. Hmm. Um, I was just curious about that because, you know, this is a female director and one of the things that i had an issue with in sultan was i thought the women were treated like trash in that movie like character wise but you really like the main girl i remember i did i did i did but overall i was like okay this i thought like they were all great I thought all the characters. I even like the that chick's mum who's obsessed with the makeup. <laughs> oh right, yeah, <laughs> she was wonderful, and I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to think what is there to say more about this film because it, it was so fun. Mm. Like I was having fun watching this. I did 
get tired because of the length, but like I did feel like again, this is the Netflix thing. If it was more clear that there was the division between the two halves, I might have taken a bit of a break, had something to eat, and then mm. got back into it. Because that's how yeah. these films are designed. Yeah, they like I said, there's literally, they put the word intermission in the films, and the Netflix just abruptly cut to 30 years later. That was crazy. He, like, dramatically dies and then cuts to funky font 30 yeah. years later. Yeah, like, what if, the? if you were watching this in the cinema, you'd have gone to, like, the toilet and come back and resume the film. Again. This film, like, feels, like, marvelously constructed because you have early in the film, they set up, I didn't realize it was a setup, that 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 the guy who had become his dad when mm-hmm. he's reincarnated, that whole interview he has about, like, having a kid and whatever, and then cut to later, and she's about to give birth, and they hit Sharon Khan with a car, and he's reincarnated into that child, and yeah. it's like... That's that's another thing where like I remember it happening, but then when it happened in the film, I, I was like, sorry, when when the interview happened, it was like, oh yeah, they foreshadowed it this really early. And again, that's slightly before my mental. This is where the film starts thing because the song happens right after that. Yeah, that didn't feel like again. It didn't feel like the script. That just felt like a part of the natural world. So I wasn't noting down that's a setup like I yeah. do with lots and, of things. And it was a joke too, because it's like, hey, tell us the news. Like, I'm gonna be really successful in a moment. No, the other news. Oh, my wife's pregnant, we're having a baby, and then it cuts to something else. Yeah, and that too was a setup because it showed you that back in the day at these awards ceremonies, the way the the actors would react. And then when we got the modern setting and we got all these real actors and the way that they were talking about who's going to win was very different. Very, like, very, like, changing of the times. Yeah. I I was... Because I I didn't look up the trivia for this film in my previous viewings. I only did it after this viewing. And there was a trivia point about that sequence where where they were, like, interviewing to the Mm. camera. Apparently that was a real, like, red carpet Mm. ceremony and she was just going up and, like, getting people to say lines that she gave them right there. And I was like, oh, that felt really natural. One of my favourite gags was there where they had, like, 15 million actresses just say... (laughs) We're friends. We're good friends. We're good friends. And then just one male actor. <laughs> and that was great. I don't... That kicked me in the teeth. Like, that came out of nowhere. That was like... It was obvious when you think about it. That's like a classic gag. But like, the way it was done, I wasn't expecting it. And they don't draw attention to it. It's like, move on. Um, Have you have you seen the um Baz Luhrmann film, The Great Gatsby? Yes. Did you notice that the Indian guy from that film was in this? In that sequence? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was right. the guy... He was one of the older men who was like who when talking about okay yeah he's the dad of the doom five guy <gasps> how wonderful yeah, he and shadow khan were basically considered like the top two okay now tell me this mr bollywood expert who or indian film expert who were the two award ceremony hosts that were like these two fat guys who were just like and the winner is no no and the winner is and they're like arguing over each other who are they i wonder if they're like real like a comedic duo or something it or f- like real producers i have to say they they felt very like japanese comedy duo that's a great I've, way I've to se- describe i've seen i've seen a lot of because I consume a lot of Japanese media for being the Bollywood expert, apparently, and that... I mean, yeah. The, when when Bartek says that, just please note he's never watched Dragon Ball Z. So just I've watched Dragon Ball, but not Dragon Ball Z. So uh, keep growing going. up, I caught some episodes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, and th- there's a very after all I've seen, there's a very clear idea of like the the straight man and dumb guy duo, mm-hmm. which has a very specific Japanese style to it. And I was like, these guys almost feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about mikey mikey the villain yeah there's a villain mike was the villain better than the one in main Hunter? Oh, yeah. 
I don't even remember who that guy was at Main Uno. He was a terrorist and you complained that there wasn't enough of him because he was interesting. Yeah, he was, but I don't remember him because there wasn't enough of him. Mikey, there wasn't enough, but it served a purpose. Yeah. Here, in this, Mikey was distracting in only one regard to me. I thought the performance was great. His hair. That that gray hair. <laughs> sometimes it looked real. Sometimes it looked like they just sprayed it on and sometimes it was a wig. And I don't know what was going on with that like i get it it's bollywood but like i don't know they got the mother's gray hair right they got his best friend's gray hair right but the one person we really need it to be right for they couldn't get it and here's what i said to rachel and she like went wow that's a great point we saw so little of him when he was a young man in comparison to the other two people mm-hmm. that you really could have hired a different actor to play the older version of him. Mm. And I wouldn't have cared or noticed. But the only reason they probably kept him on me is because that guy's a famous Bollywood actor, right? Because he's like the second listed in the cast. Maybe, yeah. Do you not know that guy? Uh, maybe back in the day I would have. Because he's like second listed. Like, when they do the end credits, he's the second guy, which I found, like, surprising, because I didn't think he was that highly... Uh, the trivia made a point, like, he wasn't the first choice, too. So. Well, the, well, he did a great job. I love... Mukesh. The plot line. I love this plot. It's a Star Trek plot, which is, in Star Trek, the original series, Kirk... There's This This is a plot, by the way, mm-hmm. in Star Trek. So, Star Trek... Let me reference this. Let me point this out. Star Trek's great, but this is a plot... They go to a planet that is Native America, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Native Americans, and Kirk hits his head and thinks that he, he doesn't remember who he is, but they think he's a god because they saw him transport from the sky. And he doesn't remember his name, and then he starts to remember it, but he misremembers it as Kirok, and they worship him as a god, and he believes himself to be a god, but... He gets cut and he bleeds, and the antagonist guy says, "Gods don't bleed," which then happens in the same. That's the exact same fucking thing that happens in Road to El Dorado, and then that's what happens here, where it's like, "Ghosts don't bleed." Whenever I see a plot line in which somebody thinks themselves to be or is pretending to Something be a super, divine yeah. being, and they bleed or sweat, and they say, and the villain's like, "Gods don't bleed," I always think of Shatner. <laughs> I always go back to Shatner. Was that episode from the 70s? 60s. 60s. Okay, so maybe Mukesh would have seen it. Mikey. Mikey. He's in Hollywood now. Yes. They did a Me Too thing with him, (laughs) where he's like a sex pervert, who's like going into women's dressing rooms. Well, he was invited, Ryan. Yeah, but he locked the door. (laughs) He did, yeah. And said, don't tell anyone about this. (laughs) That's where he went over the line. That's what he knew he was a bad man. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. Um, what did you think of the ending with him and just the film kind of ends? I do remember always being abrupt. It kind of reminds me of martial arts films in that way. Oh, you mean Tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Tiger and Crane Fist. But also I told you I watched The Big Boss and The Way of the Dragon not too long ago. Here's here's the issue. It's so abrupt that I kind of don't even remember how it, like, I just remember that he dies. Mm. Shanti's ghost disappears. And, and that was it. And and then there's obviously the credit sequence, but like does 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 he get with Sandy instead? I don't know. Yeah, they they didn't really have much of like a oh, he's in love with the Sandy character. Like they hug at the end. I think he kisses her forehead, but that didn't really yeah, I don't feel know. like a progression of their relationship. 
maybe they don't need to progress. He's not in love with her. Yeah. He's in love with Shanti. Yeah, that, that, Sandy. Yeah, but that's why the, the kiss and the hug kind of seemed a bit like, hmm. And he got crushed with the chandelier, which was weird because they had already set up that the chandelier attacked him earlier, which I guess was like, that was that felt a little like, okay, we already know that the chandelier will kill him. Yeah. You already made it nearly kill him Yeah, you, you, you knocked him out. It was one of those things that maybe if they set it up differently, like, like we were always aware that the chandelier was there. That was enough, but they made it attack him earlier, and it was like, okay, guys, I know that's the end. But that was a little bit too overwrought for me that moment. But uh, yeah, that's my yeah. The film for something that I'm like, I wanted it to end quicker. It did just end. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> and then the credits dance number. I mean, we didn't talk about it very much, but like, we should. Om Shante Om, the song, the title song with all the cameos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's impressive. They got everyone except for one guy. Yeah, who's that guy? Well, remember how I talked? Why about- is he a prick? I, I don't know. You remember how I talked about in previous episodes? There was like the three big cons. And yeah. In the trivia, they were talking about like, oh, she really wanted to get. It's the thing IMDb trivia does a lot that we love. The same trivia being repeated over and over again in different entries, but like slightly yeah. differently with slightly different stories. Yeah. They wanted to get the third big khan for one of the shots the one with salman and shahrukh in it yeah and they couldn't get him and the he tri- refused the trivia gave all sorts of reason from he refused to he was feuding with shahrukh to he was doing a film to he was editing a film and he quote said if i give you four minutes of my time this film will be four months delayed or something i don't know he's in doom three though oh okay do him and shahrukh kind of a face off in a film I'm not sure. I've only seen two films with him in it. I've seen Doom 3 and the cricket movie I've mentioned a few times, Lagan. Is, like, that's the thing. I find it so interesting, these feuds and these things of, like, I'm this card, blah, blah, blah. I don't know much about him. I'm here, Khan. But, yeah. yeah, I just find it so funny. Because when, from my perspective, I'm like, oh, well, Salman Khan seems like a fun guy who would want to just do anything for fun. And that's kind of what I read in the trivia. It was like, oh, he hung around set three more hours so that he could get to dance with this guy that he really likes. And, yeah. And then you hear that one trivia point about, and then this guy just fucking refused to do it because of these 15 different reasons, all of which were just like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sharon Khan's just like, working like a beast in this like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff about his involvement in this movie was just like dude calm down he worked out just for one song yeah crazy mm. the 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 uh fireman song right where he's like yeah, the the disco of distress the disco of dis- yeah the disco <laughs> the disco song. In, in my dvd subtitles it was like pain of disco so disco of distress was new to me oh okay well yeah. it's got the alliteration there yeah anything else you want to say about om shante om i mean it's such a short film you kind of get over everything pretty quickly you know? yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh it's quick and yeah. easy breezy no but yeah this is one of my favorite bollywood films and i think that it even over ones that I think I like a bit more, this one has, you know, spectacle to it. It's got catchy songs, which I thought, like, oh, that's one improvement over the previous two films. It's more colourful to look at. Shah Rukh Khan, I think, gives a bit more performance out of it. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a solid film, and it's fairly popular. Yeah, oh, that was something I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. This was my whole IMDb point about the actors. I looked them up. Yeah. What makes a Bollywood movie bad? Because I look up a lot of these female 
actors and actresses. And I look at, you know, how IMDb shows you the poster and the rating. It's like, this one's a three. And this one's a five. And this one, this one's a 6.7, while Main Huna is just a seven. I don't think I've seen really any Bollywood movies just through my quick skims mm-hmm. that crack above an eight. What makes a bad Bollywood movie to you? What do you think makes one bad? It's a good question. I, maybe it's... I mean, they've, they're watched by so many people that, like, yeah. the rating would obviously get very much affected. But, um... I don't know, maybe obscurity, maybe... That's a good question, because it, it does kind of feel like, like I said, popcorn entertainment. I think uh, going to the cinema is like a family experience in Indian cultures. Like you, I've, I've gone to see Bollywood films here in Australia. There are prams with babies in the audience. Yeah, it's and like, like you said like the one where Shah Rukh Khan plays a dwarf. Zero. Zero yeah. was a poorly received film. I've and, heard that, yeah. And then the one fan... Was a very highly received film. Like I remember, I heard that people were talking about that movie, going, "It's one of his best films in years." I like and I was them, like, yeah. "What makes them a bad film?" Because, like you said, Bollywood films. We're just talking about Bollywood films. They have a very clearly defined structure, act, pacing, tone, actors, and all and, these things. Celebrity worship for Bollywood actors is you know, on another level from our Western understanding. Yeah, and the sensibilities are different to us where you get tired of seeing this guy just play the same fucking thing again and again and blah, 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 like all that. I was just curious because, like, yeah, I looked at the the actress from this, quickly see there's a movie she's in that's a three, and I'm like, what's wrong with that movie? Like, what did that movie do? And I was just curious of, like, what is a bad Bollywood movie? What defines what? Like, what is the qualifier of one that's bad and one that's good? And you've you've experienced a lot. Are there bad ones that you've experienced? Like ones that you think are bad? There, there have been some that my mum and I didn't like, but it's very much a Western experience because, like, the comedy sensibility is different. Mm. We saw one Shadow Khan film a few years ago. I cannot remember the title, but it's a film where, like, he's this like intense guy, and he's got this younger brother who's like the young cast member of the group. And, like, the scenes with the younger brother, these, like, weird comedy scenes where, like, the jokes are, they kind of go on too long. There's a lot of explanation. We imagine there's, like, a lot of wordplay going on. And the scenes with Shadok have, like, these intense fight scenes. And it's, like, the two styles aren't really melding. When we see one part of the story, it's it's just not working for us. So, in terms of comedy, like, if if the comedy is just too Indian for a Western sensibility, that won't work. In terms of other kinds of films, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure. One thing I, another thing I want to ask is, uh, Sultan had very few musical numbers. Yeah. Are there any Bollywood films without any? I've seen a few, yeah. You have? Okay. I, I really didn't know. I was like, are there some, and are they accepted or rejected? I think they're accepted fine, yeah. Okay. Um, because that's just such a staple. Yeah. And one of my favourite ones is, um, and it was my favourite film for a while, is My Name is Khan, which does star Shah Rukh Khan. Um, <gasps> that's one that doesn't have Bollywood numbers, but it does have, I guess, montage moments with songs playing in the background, so it's like right. a bit more Western. Like, I remember the, I think that's, <laughs> this, you know, you know how there's that channel like "We Shall Overcome." I think that's used a fair few times in that film, right. in the right. background. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Like, 
asking you Bollywood questions while I've got you here, to threaten like with a gun pointed at you, being like, "Give me them." Yeah. Are there just genres that they just don't touch, or like are uh, just not genres that are of interest or rarely used? That's a good question. Like, do I... they do sci-fi? Are there there are some sci-fi ones, yeah, not too many. I, I don't I don't know necessarily about any horror ones. I mean, they're obviously like intense thrillers and stuff, but I'm not sure about horror. Are they just not into that? Why I'm not, not? sure. I, I just have to look into it a bit more. I, I honestly text your mama and ask her: Are there any in, uh, Indian horror films or Bollywood mm. hor- horror films, yeah. like actual horror, like horror horror yeah. films? Because like I find that curious because. With horror, say, every culture has their horrory things, right? Like, is mm. it in Bali, I think they have the the ghost where it's just a floating head with just their organs hanging out? Mm. I don't know what the horrory things of India are. I guess Other than cult, like, class <laughs> stuff. And, and, like, your religion's different than mine. Fuck you. I guess it And w- poverty. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they do have, like, any sort of, like, iconic monsters, like Japanese yokai or something. I know they definitely have, like, evil gods and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's a huge pantheon. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one episode we did years and years ago. I-, I-, I still get embarrassed thinking about it. We had a discussion where we started talking about Indian gods, and we start- and we talked about it in such an Abrahamic way, where it's like, what's their main god? And we started listing, <laughs> like, these gods that we'd heard of. It's like, I think that's the main god. And it's like, guys, it's... <laughs> Guys, us from the past. It's it's a Dharmic religion. It's not Abrahamic. There's so many. There's so many. But who's who's yeah. the head on show? <laughs> You're like, oh, isn't it like Ganesh or Vishnu? I'm like, no, I've heard of Brahman. I think it's Brahman. Because those are like, but like from my Western perspective, those there are certain gods that come up. Yeah, more, you hear of them, and they're like the head honcho gods. Yeah, the the major ones. Yeah, like Zeus was the head god of the Greeks, but they yeah, had, like, and some of them are like avatars or, or reincarnations of others and some of them are like the, the fathers or sons whenever of- i think of this i always think of in babylon 5 there's an episode which you've actually watched in which the centauri culture explain that they have they created so many gods because of just the problems of modern day life kept evolving <laughs> that they needed to make more gods to accommodate that fact <laughs> the, so there's a god for every single problem that you could think of mm. and it's just become a joke that's what that's that's what I think of, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, are we ready to hear the recommendation for next episode? Yes, I'm ready, and it's a Ryan pick. It's a me, Sherlock Ryan. So my pick is it is... also a film from a director we've covered a film of in the past? Yeah. Hey, this is like what five in a row now. Are you ready for a Paul W S Anderson movie? Ooh. We did Three Musketeers back in the day by him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, you remember that with Orlando Bloom? Yes, yes. And James Corden. Yeah, James Corden was in A bird shit in his mouth. And Mads Mikkelsen was in it Mm. as what should have been the real bad guy, but then they made it Orlando Bloom. It was a weird movie. Uh, We're going to be doing one of his films from the 90s, sci-fi film with Kurt Russell Mm -hmm. called Soldier. Set in the same universe as Blade Runner, written by the guy who did Blade Runner. Oh, okay. So, we're going to watch that. Soldier, it's a, it's a sci-fi action movie with Kurt Russell barely speaking in it. Should I look up the description of the film? It's a fairly simple description. He's a soldier who gets dumped on a trash planet and has to survive. Right. That's the film. <laughs> That's it. That's going to be fun. They, they have his son, White Russell, 
playing a young version of Kurt Russell in the movie, so that's cute. People have gotten to know White Russell recently because he played evil Captain America in the Winter Soldier Falcon TV show. Okay. Uh, so so people may be like, that fucking White Russell, I want to punch his face. Because he has a very punchable face in that show, apparently. I've not watched it. <laughs> but uh, that is what we'll be covering next episode. Bartek, where can people find us online? You can find us online at internet.com. Uh, you can find us on... Twitter, we've got a Twitter page we, we called Spit and Polish there. Presents. Yeah. I think Presents. We have yeah. Facebook. We have Facebook, a page also called Spit and Polish Presents. You can find us there. Um, we've got a YouTube channel where we upload episodes. And so. episodes are also on most of the podcatchers, I believe they're called. Yeah, follow us on all of those. Leave comments on whatever you can. Yep. If you're an Indian person listening to this, please recognize that this isn't the film. <laughs> my favorite interaction we've ever had on youtube is when a bollywood like an obvious indian person who loves bollywood movies asked us why we were talking about sultan when we're not indian <laughs> like how, why are you talking about this this is for us it played in australian cinemas i guess i was there i guess we're not allowed to talk about the the film because i didn't like it this episode might Love get it. this episode might get more views than usual because it's a Bollywood film. There you go. So that's so. that's that's the only reason I picked it. We don't actually like it. It's just no. Nah, I loved it. We want so, the views. <laughs> yep, that's all the stuff. We have our email spitandpolished at gmail.com. All that stuff. But I think we got to go, Bartek. We got to oh oh fish. <laughs> we didn't even bring up that. We didn't even bring yes. up the substitution okay. for swearing. Oh fish. <laughs> what the what I the love. <laughs> Do they not swear in their movies as well? Um, that was something that threw me off. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I actually haven't well, thought of this. Well, Do they swear? In Sultan, we kept hearing the name Shit Guy, but he pronounced it Sit Guy, I guess. But yeah. that might have been his accent. He's is, is like, because I know that they are fairly stingy on certain things you can't show. Yeah, kissing is a big thing. Doom 2 got a controversy for a kiss. <gasps> really? Yeah, one of the guys that was on the red carpet in this film was the kisser. <laughs> 